Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. I recently sat down with VJ Stanley. VJ is an author, and he also founded Balanced Excellence, which is a youth sports consulting company dedicated to the long-term athletic development, mental health, and the pure enjoyment of playing youth sports for fun. Their mission is to engage children through youth sports by having them play for fun with balanced excellence. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and uh, welcome to the HV Pucks podcast powered by Capiche.com. I'm pleased to be joined today by VJ Stanley, founder of Balanced Excellence, which is a youth sports consulting company dedicated to long-term athletic development mental health, and the pure enjoyment of playing youth sports for fun. VJ, I really like the sound of that. Thank you for joining me today. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having us on, Travis. We appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. You know, I jotted down a few notes from your website, um, and you and I have been chatting just a little bit before we started recording, but I'm going to kind of turn it over to you and let you tell my listeners, my followers. I do a weekly show you know, covering hockey from kind of my corner of the state, but I'd love for my followers and listeners to learn more about you, more about your philosophy, your company, and uh, more importantly, how they can get a hold of you. Well, thank you. Uh, first and foremost, uh, let's just relate to your listeners at their level, at, at what they have in mind, I believe. And that is, number one, the more you like something, the more fun you have at it, the more you're going to want to do it. One thing we need to understand is that sports are not a job. When's the last time at work you had your boss make you stay after and do laps? Yeah, exactly. No, I like that. It's a very simplistic philosophy, but it really makes a lot of sense. This is supposed to be fun. It's not a job. And the more fun it is, the more competitive it will be by nature, uh, if you just take the MLB uh, home run hitting contest as an example, you will see 30 or 40 kids in the outfield. They don't need any coaches. And I'm not saying coaching isn't important. I was head coach college hockey for 21 years. But you see the ball hit, and the kids are going to go for it. Right. Uh, like what, what month ago, Black Friday, um, so we're already competitive, and for your listeners out there that have children, I promise you that you spend way more time teaching them how to get along versus how to be competitive with each other. So what we've lost is the sense of teamwork, the sense of community, because we're now confusing with the instantaneous of life that answers and winning are the same thing as knowledge and getting improvement. And to your people, one more thing. Has anybody ever lost their specialization when they were standing? No, they've lost their balance. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a different way of looking at things. And I like what you said before about just sports being fun. I was talking to another another guest on my show, Mike Benelli, and he said the same thing. He said, you know, coaches can really sometimes just take the fun out of sports. So, you know, I think we just need to, again, go back to the basics, go back to the enjoyment of it. And that's, again, where I really want to hear more about what uh, what you guys are all about. So <clears throat> We go all the way up to the college ranks. Uh, we say we're a youth sports company, but we've mentored high school coaches. We've spoken at colleges. And the key here, Travis, as to what we're trying to do is make sure that we get back to the sense of community. If we're going to punish somebody, we do solitary confinement. That's a very elite form of punishment to our criminal. And so what we're saying is let's get back to the sense of the community that the whole will bring up the individual that if we do this the right way, then, and, and the right way we say is that everybody's working to help each other. Uh, for all your, for again, for your viewers out there, if you and I are playing some nondescript team that we don't know anybody on the team, we may or may not, depending on how they're ranked, um, really be, be jacked up for the game. But I guarantee you, you would play a neighborhood pickup game, it's all in. Oh yeah, I you know it, it's funny you bring that up. Earlier this week, I interviewed some players from a local uh, club hockey organization. Because believe it or not, VJ, in in my county, I'm in Orange County, New York. In my county, uh, over the years, there is only one publicly funded high school hockey team left out of all the other programs that used to be here. So I interviewed a group of kids who are at the high school level. They want to play hockey. Their high schools currently don't offer it. So they, they've banded together and they formed the HVHSIHA, the Hudson Valley High School Ice Hockey Association. And what they love about it is that they said these are kids that they see in school. These are kids that they see in their communities. These are kids that they even play travel on the same teams with. But in this particular league, they're divided up. And uh, so they really do get the juices flowing because there is that sense of camaraderie, that sense of fraternity, that sense of community that you've been uh, talking about so far. And look, nobody gets better sitting on the bench. Nobody wants to be Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Sid Crosby, uh, Carlos Correa, Mike Trout, uh, sitting on the bench at the end of the game. I've, I've always said to people, in the bottom of the ninth with two outs, bases loaded, one run down, I want to either be the pitcher or the hitter. I don't care which one. Right. And that's what we're talking about now is competition versus being competitive, because now being competitive allows you to and be entitled. And what we say is competition is the key. Hmm. I, uh, I also noticed, VJ, that you've authored a couple of books. Uh, you also have the Balanced Excellence show on YouTube. You know, I'm really, really interested in, you know, um, how people can get in touch with you. So uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that Less is More, The Truth About Youth and High School Sports Journey, the book that you authored, one of the books you authored? <clears throat> yeah, well, we wanted, what we want to do, our first book was Stop the Tsunami in Youth Sports. Yes, I saw that one too. Excellence and fun while embracing, and you, I mean, this is just so important, they're children, while embracing the value of play for fun. And we can get into, well, this is fun for one kid and this is fun for another. But at the bottom line, over centuries, 
You let the kids go out and play. And so what we say with these two books, the, the first one, Stop the Tsunami, we actually break it right down into, okay, here's what has happened, here's why it happened, and here's how we can have fun and allow that fun to grow your sport, your love of your sport, your love of being active. And we can prove with our second book um, where we show how it actually breaks down. And then the third book we just finished actually shows you, does your mind mind what you're doing to your body, is that this now shows that when we sit these kids, we send them for all these long travel things, and only 1% get to play at the Division I level, and only half of 1% play for free. But when we get there, they're hugely disappointed. Yet if we're playing, we're growing. I love your club thing. And those kids are playing. We have definitive proof data that shows it transfers into the classroom. Not for them sitting on the bench, but for everybody getting to play. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, what your skill level is in this particular league that I talked to you about. Everybody gets a chance to play. And uh, there was a young man that I sat across with, and he said that's the one thing he loves about the league is that any given day, any given game, anybody can beat anybody, and everybody gets a turn. And it, it really, it's kind of a refreshing uh, philosophy and approach to sports. I have a question for you, VJ. Let me ask you, just in your um, varied experience, and, and you have been coaching for a long time at several different levels, and you found you, and you and you're the the founder of the this youth sports consulting company, Balanced Excellence. What's the biggest mistake, in your opinion? What's the biggest mistake you see high school athletes making in terms of training? Um, you know, or things along those lines. Like, what's what's one of the biggest mistakes you see kids doing, or or parents putting you know putting kids in tough situations? Well, yeah, that's, that, and I'm glad you said that, Travis. That's the first thing that has to be out there. Is that these people are really in tough situations. There's so much pressure on them to to we call it stay in line. Uh, I spoke uh, two years ago at AOSSM. They're the top orthopedic surgeons in the box in the in the world. Uh, they have an organization in their, uh, or they say in Canada, organization. Yes. <laughs> uh, I spoke out at their national convention. And my answer to your question and to them out there, and I and I did, I used to be a professional stand-up comic for seven years. So I started out to talk with, I'm here to take business away from you. Uh, and to their credit, they said, we don't want this business. It's specialization, Travis, hands down. These kids are getting worn out. And again, we... Always take it back to life because it's balanced, sports and life. You know, these kids aren't taking one subject all day in school, are they? Not even in college. So why are we forcing them to do one thing? Hmm. We shouldn't. Because eventually, first of all, eventually they're going to get bored. Uh, but more importantly, the male and female bodies don't fully develop until they're 23, 24, 25. We're seeing an injury rate unprecedented in the history of, of youth sports for doctors. Just just one quick example. $1.2 billion was spent last year on overuse injuries. Hmm. 800,000 children got injured without being touched. Now just think about that. Without being touched, and we say most catastrophic injuries happen, they, they have the roots before they actually happen. Hmm. And these kids are just getting hurt, and they're getting burnt out, and back to what we say, there's no balance, there's no fun, they're not going to want to keep doing it. You know, 70% quit, Travis, by the time they're 12 in youth sports. 
It's it's interesting you bring that up. I did have a conversation with an athletic trainer yesterday from a local high school, and I asked her a simple question. You know, in your opinion, should hockey players only focus on hockey or should they also try other sports? And she said exactly what you said. She said, you know, if they don't try other sports, you're going to see those overuse injuries. You're going to see kids get burned out because, again, their bodies aren't developing. And if they're only using one certain set of muscles or doing one certain movement time and time again, that's where you're going to run into problems. So I like the analogy that you just gave. It was very simplistic. Again, um, you know, you don't study the same thing in school all day, whether you're in middle school, elementary school, high school or college. So variety is the spice of life. So let's mix it up. Uh, You know, it's okay to play hockey, let's say in the winter and then maybe lacrosse in the spring, you know, maybe do uh, do something, do uh, cross country or do soccer or something in the fall. So there's definitely nothing wrong with, uh, you know, changing it up a bit. But I do see. You know, a lot of kids, particularly when they get to be juniors and seniors, there's a lot of these places popping up. I'm sure they're popping up in your area too, VJ. A lot of these places that specialize in, you know, training baseball players or training hockey players or, you know, and, and kids yeah. just seem to be focused. Yeah. So. So it will, this is what we do because it's also very difficult for the coaches, Travis, is that we have what we say, we have the tools and the toolbox. In the toolbox, when you sign up for our program, we stay with the coach through a traditional season. Uh, we are asked over and over again by parents to evaluate their child and help them get a scholarship. We just refuse to do that. Right. Uh, if it, as a college coach, and this goes all the way up to, to, to Nick Saban and any college coach, if they're looking you in the eye and telling you the truth, 80% of what we do is recruiting. 80%. And so out of the whole package... Most of that, after we get the talent, is relationship, trust. When you drive down the street, you're not respecting all these other cars, and respect is important, but you're trusting that everybody's going to stay in their lane, and because trust is reciprocal. In other words, this one's going to get a little philosophical for your people. It's one of my degrees, but wherever there is lightning, there is electricity. Wherever there is electricity, there isn't necessarily lightning, a non-reciprocal truth. And therefore, what we're doing with this specialization is we're going against the natural order of balance. Again, nobody standing loses their specialization. They lose their balance. So, uh, you know, again, I really like what I'm hearing. I like what you're all about. Would you mind just letting uh, the listeners and my followers know where they can find you? I know you're on Twitter. I know you're on Facebook. I know you have a YouTube uh, show as well, so would you mind going over that uh, for my listeners as well? Yes, balanceexcellence.com. I'll give them our office number, 585-743-1020. We're on Twitter, at DJJ Stanley, uh, Facebook, uh, Frozen Shorts. And Frozen Shorts really is, is, uh, is, like I said, I was a professional comedian, is kind of our parent company tweak. In other words, frozen shorts is for everybody that freezes up in certain situations, whether it be life or sport, uh, because they're tense and they don't have balance. They're, they're just trying to win so hard. And you can contact us. Our email is bj, b as in Vincent, j as in John, bj at frozenshorts.com. And if I can just add one thing here, Travis, to your listener. I'm going to prove to them, through them, with them, by them, by asking them three questions now. 
and then letting them answer it to themselves. But want you to answer it when I'm done. We good? Yeah, sure. I'm going to give you three scores, Travis, and I ask you not to say anything or answer any of the questions so I've repeated them twice. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you another question. Okay. Here's the scores. 88 to 22, 12 nothing, and 55-56 overtime. 88-22, yep. 12 nothing. Got it. 55-56 overtime. Got it. Now, to all your listeners, do you want to play in the 88-22 game? Hmm. Okay. Do you want to play in the 12 nothing game, hockey? Hmm. Do you want to play in the 55-56 overtime game? Oh, absolutely. The third one. Third choice. So, I tingle every time I ask this where I speak all over the country and I see the faces. But I didn't tell you who won. We are all competitive. Let's be competitive. Nobody can determine the outcome of a game. Otherwise, Vegas wouldn't exist. Right. John, John Calipari went uh, undefeated two years ago and lost in the semifinals of the Final Four. So let's embrace the journey, and that's what we teach, and let's keep the balance needed. So we call it shock absorber coaching. So when all the hits the fan then we're able to absorb that because we have different experiences. We've been with different coaches. We've been in different situations. We haven't been on winning teams. We haven't been coddled and uh, this ridiculous common core thing. We haven't been tested up the yin-yang. Yeah. And so we're able to enjoy the journey with balance, having fun. And I promise you back to the, back to the neighborhood games and your, your club team, you want to see some really good hockey? You let friends play against each other. Yeah, I mean, again, you you you're preaching to the choir, you know. And it was it's great that you and I are having this conversation this week. As I said, I'm off from work. I'm a guidance counselor down here in my neck of the state, and um, you know, this week I interviewed kids from that club that club league again who play solely for the love of the game. You know, they'll 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 wear a jersey that will say, you know. FDR or Arlington across their chest, which are representative of the the schools that they attend, but the school districts have nothing to do with this league. It's just in name only. So they're 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 you know some kids in cases are driving 35, 40 plus minutes just to play you know two to three times a week because their schools don't offer uh, you know organized hockey. So again, it's a it's a real community feel. It's a real fraternal feel. Um, and, and again, every kid that I talk to really has an absolute blast playing in this league. And we're trying to prepare the sport by its very nature. I'm very competitive, but I like competition more than I love competition. But more than that, we're preparing these kids, hockey, baseball, basketball, lacrosse. We should be teaching them life skills as a priority. Less than 1% of 1% are going to make a living at this. We want them to be active for the rest of their lives. Right. So instead of trying to win, win, win at all costs, let's get back to the, the greatness of competition, of pure competition. I, I tell coaches when I talk to them, you want to have a really successful season where your kids get the most out of it? Be 500 until you get to the playoffs. Hmm. Have every team in the league 500 because everything is close. Right. 
And I am huge on positive pressure. Right. Let's find out. Like I told you, your listeners earlier, bottom of the ninth, doesn't matter to me, batter or pitcher, but I want to be there. Right. And when we teach these kids a little bit of failure and give them positive reinforcement, uh, you just said with the um, uh, athletic trainer, my wonderful daughter Molly is a certified athletic trainer. Uh, the high school she works for, um, the top goalie got mono, the second goalie got hit, so he didn't want to play. The third goalie who hit started all all year, just won a shootout uh, two nights ago. He went nuts, the place went nuts, the team went nuts. These late bloomers and all this have been legislated out. Let's get that back in there because in physical, mental data, they don't develop till they're 23, 24, 25. So let's give them repeated opportunities for success and failure. No, I, I listen, I love everything that you're talking about. Um, and actually, there's a segment of my show uh, called Stick Taps, where I do exactly that. You know, I, I, there was a story last week out of Connecticut. The name of the team is escaping me. But, you know, the goalie went down. They only had one goalie that day. So one of the defensemen stepped up. She hadn't been a goalie since she was a mite. And she got in the net. And it was like a 3-1 to one loss. But she made 19 saves. And she was able to, you know, at least keep the game going. So I gave her some stick taps on my program towards the end, and that's kind of what that segment's all about. Just recognizing when kids step up and have a solid individual performance, uh, a solid team performance, a coach does something phenomenal, or if they do any kind of uh, charity or fundraising or or any type of giving back to the community, that's what that portion of my program's all about. So, you know, I I like that story that uh, you just shared about the school where your daughter is. That's great. What we do is we have a consulting service. We don't help anybody get scholarships. There's you, there's hundreds out there that will do that. Right. Uh, what we do is get the people to understand balance, get the people to do life skills. We coach the coaches. If the coaches want to sign up for a program, like I said, we have the tools in the toolbox. What separates us from most services is that we, the, the toolbox is we stay with them through a traditional season. They get 10 phone calls, 10 texts, 10 emails, and two video recaps. Hmm. Because the object of the game, Travis, to, to really put this thing into um, perspective is to have us as coaches be not needed. A long time ago, uh, we were on a really hot streak when I was a college coach, but 51 and 3, and we got interviewed. Uh, the paper came in after the second year, won a championship, and he said, you know, you graduated these guys, uh, how are you going to be uh, next year? And I said, well, I don't know how we were last year. Uh, you know, we graduated my 21 years at the U of R, uh, 31 doctors and lawyers and 27 engineers. I thought that's how you kept the score. <laughs> so until these kids are out in life and taking their med caps and have families and stuff like that, we as coaches really don't know how well we've done. Right. And mine uh, called me and said, geez, there's a book that's similar that I can't think of it. Uh, so if I, if I took anything from that book, I didn't mean to. Uh, but what I was trying to get through to the, to the reporter is that it's about the journey. The, when my players come back or when they have kids or when they look for coaching advice, we rarely talk about the championships that they won. And I purposely say, not we, they won. I didn't make a check. I didn't score a goal. I didn't make a save. Uh, I didn't. It's the kids, and 
when we come back, we talk about the bus ride. We talk about the guy who lost the skate. We talk about a glove that was missing. We talk about a place we stopped for dinner. All these things that make experience. Because right now in life, for the most part, we have construed or misconstrued knowledge with answers. And that's not good for the youth of America. It's not good for anybody. You know, it's it's interesting. Two episodes ago, I tackled the issue of high school versus uh, travel hockey. New York is one of the only states that allows students or youth athletes to to play both. You know, like out in Minnesota, I was talking to a coach. You know, there is no travel hockey. You just play for your high school. You play for your community. And I know it puts kids in tough positions because you cannot replicate the feeling of playing in front of friends family and community on a Friday night or Saturday night in a packed barn at some random tournament in Maryland or Pennsylvania or, you know, wherever the, the team is going. So, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer. And that's I think that's one of the reasons, VJ, why I enjoy high school hockey so much. I am an avid hockey fan. I do like the pro game. But I really enjoy the high school game because it's kids being kids. It's kids representing their town. They're playing with their buddies. You know, the whole community comes out, it becomes an event, and it becomes that sense of community that we seem to have lost along the way. So I think that that's really why I like, you know, the high school angle as much as I do. Can I tell you guys a little story? So I'm working with a high school, this is, this is a basketball coach. And the kid comes in, and he scores a couple of points near the end of a game in a blowout, and in the next game, he doesn't get to play at all. I talked to the coach, I asked him why. Well, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And this is what I said to the coach. After the last game, he got to walk down the hallway of school the next day, because it was in a midweek game, and everybody was giving him kudos. Everybody loved that kid. And you know what? The pretty girl that he never had, never had a chance in his own mind to talk to, said hi to him, and he said hi. Now, if you think a championship is better than that, <laughs> then you're not coaching for the right reason. Right. Yeah, at the end of the day, VJ, it's all about the kids. Listen, we're approaching the 25-minute mark. I could go on with you for another 25 easily. But uh, I do appreciate uh, you coming on. It, it's, it's wild. You and I connected yesterday via social media. You sent me a direct message on Twitter. And I said, hey, I have some availability. Let's get you on. So again, we've been, I've been chatting with VJ Stanley, founder of Balanced Excellence, which is a youth sports consulting company dedicated to long-term athletic development, mental health, and the pure enjoyment of, again, playing youth sports for fun. Um, you can check him out. He's on multiple platforms. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. He's got a Balanced Excellence show on YouTube. He's got a website. It's got a couple of books out and a third book uh, that you said is just being released now. So again, VJ, happy holidays to your family. I hope 2018 brings you uh, good health, peace, and uh, continued prosperity. And if I'm ever up in the Rochester area, you and I are going to have to grab a garbage plate somewhere, my friend. Absolutely. Have a happy new year. Thank you for having us on. Hey, listen, uh, all the best and thank you.